Hello and welcome to Philly Sports Fans, the podcast where we talk about your Philadelphia Eagles and the most current topics surrounding the team. Also, we take deep dives into the long, rich history of the National Football League. We are here to provide you with in-depth analysis, comments, and debates on your favorite team. I'm your host, Matthew. And I'm your co-host and producer, Evan. It's Eagles-Giants 2.0. This is the second time in four weeks that the two teams are are going head-to-head. It's, it's at MetLife this time. Yeah, this should really be an interesting game. Uh, the Giants really need to pick up some momentum to sneak into the playoffs, and the Eagles need to hold their division lead. Let's hope that Daniel Jones gives us another spectacular moment. Oh, yes. Hopefully it's not Carson Wentz's turn, though. Uh, no. All right. Let's just dive straight into our game predictions. So, who do you think is going to have the better passing game during the game? I think it's going to be the Eagles, considering they're getting Oshawn Jeffrey back, and they're, they're the most healthy they've been in a long time. I really think they're gonna, they're, uh, their pass protection is going to hold up, and they're, they're, they're just going to get open. And I feel like Carson Wentz is really going to go off in this game. Well, the fact that they're getting healthy is is the reason that I think the Giants are going to have the better passing attack because they lost Saquon Barkley. They lost Devontae Freeman. They're down a couple of very key guys, and that is... And they're going to have to lean on their passing game a lot with guys like uh, like Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, and Evan Ingram, who despite that bad drop he had in... Was it week eight... Week seven, it he's still a good tight end, and and he's a guy that you could consider to be a weapon. And the Eagles are getting Miles Sanders back, and that is a big deal because as much as I love Boston Scott, he is not a phenomenal running back, and I I just think that uh, that Miles Sanders is going to get 20 touches in this game, and that and that is going to take away from the Eagles' passing attack. So the Eagles are will be more efficient, but I think that the Giants will put up more gaudy numbers. Well, I, I can see where you're coming from, but honestly, I, I think that the best offenses have a running back that they can rely on uh, because the Eagles are going to know that the Giants are going to be passing every time. They can just sit back in their coverage and wait for Daniel Jones to make a dumb pass. They know that he can't rely on any sort of run game and that he's going to have to pass 35 times, 40 times this game. I'd say at least 40 times. Yeah, he's, he's going to have to do what Joe Burrow does. Well, the Eagles have been that way for the past couple of weeks, and I think that if Wentz isn't going to put up the numbers then, he isn't going to for the foreseeable future. So I just don't see him putting up anything more than 300 yards and three touchdowns, and it's hard for me to see a Daniel Jones not getting that. Well, the, the three touchdowns I could see Plus, him Plus, you know, two interceptions. Yeah, obviously, and a couple forced fumbles. Yeah, and a couple... But- um, Fumbles lost, actually, if so. you look at Carson Wentz's stats, he's obviously better with Miles Sanders on the field. Every offense is better if they have a good running back because they have something to fall back on and they have something to keep the defense on their heels. He's, the defense aren't the, the Eagles' defense knows what the Giants what the Giants are going to be doing every time. It, it's so it, you have to be unpredictable as an offense, and the Giants just aren't going to be unpredictable. He's still going to take away touches though, especially against a terrible Giants defense, like especially. Their run defense and their secondary is actually pretty decent, and so James Bradbury he's had a great season, but he's he hasn't been getting much credit for his his phenomenal season. Like it's Pro Bowl worthy. There's also but, a big dif- difference here in a team losing the running back. 
the Giants losing Saquon Barkley and Devontae Freeman is way different than if the, uh, the Chiefs lost Le'Veon Bell uh, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire and, you know, Daryl Williams or who else, however, however other many players they have at the running back position because their passing attack is so potent and they can survive without running backs. The Giants, I mean, Saquon Barkley is a generational back. He's the future of that franchise. And he, he's a top, at his peak, he's a top three running back. I don't know if he is the future of that franchise, though, because we're he, starting to see why you don't draft a running back with the second overall pick. He's, he's one of the running backs of the future in the NFL. Okay, that's fair. All right. So speaking of defenses, we just touched on that, on that lightly, but who do you think is going to—so what part of the Eagles' defense, I should say, do you think is going to excel during this game or exceed expectations? I personally think it's going to be the pass rush. Because they're going to get plenty of time. Because I, I feel personally, I feel feel pretty confident in the Eagles' secondary. Their stats aren't great, but I feel like against this offense, they can really uh, shine. So I think the pass rush is going to have a lot of time to get through. Brandon Graham, I believe, is playing like an All Pro. Ooh, that, uh, we'll get to that later. Yes, um, I believe he's playing like an All Pro, and I think this offense uh, is really just going to uh, the Giants' offense is going to need way too much time than that offensive line can provide them. Obviously, Andrew Thomas. Has been really a, a, he's been a, a, a yeah he's he's really been a dark spot on that line and they they really aren't protecting Daniel Jones that well and something that uh, if you watch Daniel Jones tape you'll see that he is not great against pressure he can't he, he doesn't really sense it and he's not able to step up in the pocket and avoid it so I think that it's going to be the Eagles secondary and and more so the cornerbacks because. Jim Schwartz is probably going to blitz a lot of people because the, the Giants' pass protection has been far from perfect, and uh, and it's and I think that if he's able to if he's able to consistently get to Jan, get to Daniel Jones, it's not even going to be a game. The Eagles are easily going to win. But uh, yeah, Daniel Jones also likes to force the ball out of a sack, just like Carson Wentz. So I think that defense, the secondary will get a lot of easy opportunities. The secondary, though, is going to have to have have to not only play tight, but play good. Because if you're watching the Eagles' defense, they they usually give the wide receivers a decent cushion, you know, and they can't do that now. They have to play aggressive and at the line because there's going to be a lot of, of blitz-heavy schemes, and, I, and Daniel Jones is going to have to get the ball out early. So. Yeah, the Eagles are going to be running a lot of cover one and a lot of cover zero this week. And so look for guys like uh, Vontae Maddox and Craybon LeBlanc, and even guys like Michael Jaquette off the practice squad last week had really good weeks. He, week. he had a 75 PFF grade last week, so I, I'd expect that you'd see him a good amount of the snaps. And all right, let's move on to buy or sell. So, so if you're unfamiliar with this, this is just a game. This is just a quick game where we talk about uh, bold predictions and whether we buy them or not. Mm-hmm. So, uh, number one, do you buy or sell? Brandon Graham is an all-pro defensive end. All right. Brandon Graham, phenomenal player. He's having a career year at, is he 32 now? Is he 32? 32, 34. He's at the back end of his career. He's on the wrong side of 30, let's just say that much. But I don't know if it is all-pro worthy. And that's for one reason and one reason only it's because of 
flaws or evolution in how the NFL classifies positions. Me and Evan have had this conversation before about is the edge rusher a, a separate position or is it even a real position? I think there's no doubt that it is a real position and it's probably a separate position from defensive end. Evan thinks it's not a real position. I, I think I think I think all players that some people call edge, I think they all fit into either linebacker or defensive end. I disagree because and so guys like Khalil Mack, I, he's he's not a linebacker. He's, he's not a defensive end either. So that is where I see that the edge rusher. But um, in, in PFF's latest uh, All Pro projections, they had two defensive. Linemen from the interior section, which I thought was interesting, and then edge rushers. So I think with guys like the aforementioned Khalil Mack, guys like TJ Watt, even Chandler Jones. Shaquille Barrett. Yes, exactly. All of these guys are having better seasons than than Brandon Graham, and and, and guys like Miles Garrett are just the icing on the cake that that make it nearly impossible for him to get an all-pro selection. Yeah, obviously there's some players that are locks like Aaron Donald and Miles Garrett that are going to be perennial All Pros uh, for a long for a for a big part of their career. But I believe that if you just look at Brandon Graham's stats, he's definitely playing like a second team All Pro. Now he's not another thing. the The NFL tends to favor pass rush defensive ends over run stuffers. Uh, besides Khalil Mack, I'm, I'm sorry, not Khalil Mack, Calais Campbell. They love they love themselves some Calais Campbell. <laughs> Brandon Graham is. De- is definitely a, a pure pass rusher. He only has 21 sack solo tackles. He's not making those big uh, run stuffs behind the line. But he has seven sacks, which is tied for fourth in the league, plus two forced, two forced fumbles. You love your stats, don't you? I do. I, I'm a big stats fan. I think they're. I think they should really be. I think they're super important, and uh, I think they're overlooked sometimes. I think they're. I think they're underlooked. Is that how you say it? Yeah, sure. sure. But uh, I, I think stats are super important. Um, and if you just look at the stat, uh, at the stats, Brandon Graham is a second-team All-Pro. All right. Let's move on to our second buy-or-sell question. So, is Travis Fulgham a number one wide receiver on, on a single NFL team? Uh, so, I think that really depends on the team. If you look at the Eagles, most definitely, but most players would. If you look at a team like the Buccaneers, who are absolutely stacked, no, he's like a number three or number four receiver. But in general, Five. I... Th- yeah, in general, uh, I think he's a high-end wide receiver too. Hmm, high-end wide receiver too. Y- you just angered the entirety of Philly yes, with that I comment. Know. I think that I think that there is no doubt that he is a wide receiver one because he is as close to an Alshon Jeffrey clone as we have seen since, dare I say, JJ Ortega Whiteside's college <laughs> tape, which that obviously hasn't panned out. Let's hope he proves me wrong on that. All right, but DK Metcalf in an Eagles jersey. Oh my God, I I wish DK was an Eagle. But back we to what do. I was saying, Fulgham is an Alshon Jeffrey clone, and and while Jeffrey was always a phenomenal wide receiver, he, he was always top tier at being a physical red zone big body guy. Yeah. Uh, I, if you need more proof of that, Alshon Jeffrey is six three, two hundred and eighteen pounds. 
Uh, Travis Fulgham is 6'2", 215 pounds. They are both large men, but I just don't see that play style being at the level of guys like DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, Michael Thomas. Yeah, so the, he's definitely not in that group. Mm-hmm. All right, thank you. We're going to take a short break now. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Philly Sports Fans Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or just want to reach out, you can reach us at phillysportsfans1 at gmail.com. That's P-H-I-L-L-Y-S-P-O-R-T-S-P-H-A-N-S-1 at gmail.com. Sam spelled with the P-H. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.